this is the Pie Boy Podcast. Hey, what's up? It's Sparky, and it's the Pie Boy Podcast, episode 125. 126 total. I keep seeing that when I log in to the dashboard, and it just cracks me up. Um, here we are. Um, it's interesting, this thing that happens with music sometimes. I notice um, I haven't heard, like... You forget about stuff you about stuff and and then all of a sudden it comes on and you start hearing it all over the place. I can't remember there's like a theory about that there's like a part of your brain that picks up uh that zeroes in on things like that, such as like if you're looking for a certain car, let's say you're shopping for a car, you're gonna see that car everywhere driving around. Um, you're talking about whatever theme that shit's going to pop up somewhere in your life. It might be an ad. It might be in a TV show. It might be in a conversation. Um, it's like the universe sending you like a little wavelength as well. That's how I look at that. And recently I think I'm more, um, receptive to those things because, uh, I just, this new part of my life having a, a son having two kids now instead of one it's a lot but it's also like i feel like it's this crazy spiritual journey as a human being and it just i was already on it but it just intensified i remember around this time right before my daughter was born and then like right after in that first month just like confusion's not the right word just in a different state of like and what I mean by confuse is just you're getting a lot of different signals and you don't really know what all those things, new things mean and old things are letting go. And that sounds like super vague, but like somebody knows the journey what I'm talking about, they probably understand that. But yeah, you're just going through changes like Ozzy Osbourne um, says in this really amazing song. But that's not the song of the week. The song of the week is actually Pink Floyd. That's the band that just popped up out of nowhere again, where, like, I hadn't really heard them. I hadn't been listening to them. Um, they're classic rock, and I don't always listen to classic rock. I listen to it often, but it's not always played on classic vinyl. But for some reason on Sirius, it all, like, all these deep cuts of pink floyd came on and that's why i like pink floyd so much it just like boggled my mind it still does sonically but also lyrically and content wise and the themes and the feelings and just the the fact of like being with well, syncing up with a laser light show it's a whole thing uh, go to omzi and see that if you've never done it by the way it's awesome um laser nirvana is pretty good too but it just, yeah, there's something, there's something about Pink Floyd. It's just deep. And when I was a kid, I had a friend and his dad, like, was coming of age when Pink Floyd was coming out and being, like, huge and blowing everybody else's minds for the first time in the 70s. And I just remember him, like, when he would talk about them, he had become, like, a different person. I feel like it, 
he transported to a different time to that time. He just got fired up. It put this like fire in him. And now I get it. Now that I'm like closer to this dude's age as in like being a dad and like reflecting back on like the first times you hear certain kinds of music and certain artists, it's one of those bands that just never gets old for me. It just always is like a brand new thing I'm hearing. And the song that gets me every time, and it's my song of the week, is Money. Money came on from Dark Side of the Moon. <clears throat> it just took me back. It took me back to those old times. It got me present in the new times. And it's like the content of that one, as I've gotten older, has meant more and more. It's just like giving us middle finger to the man and all the, the BS that holds us holds us uh, back, but also pushes us forward, the traumas and the graces. Um, but just the man trying to put their fucking thumb down on us, man. It's just it's just crazy. And so many of us in different ways and bigger ways than me, I can't even speak to, but the man is a real thing. And whatever it may be, the bad parts of the government, uh, people... Uh, that have more power and more money. They just don't give a shit, whatever it is. <clears throat> but I love that energy, and that my poem comes from that energy, and that's why I'm trying to paint the context. I'm trying to paint the, you know, the scenery. Um, yeah, and today's poem is called Cubism, and it started off as a rap, honestly, as some bars uh, around the, right before my daughter was being born. And uh, it started off, honestly, that I had told a friend years ago that I was a rapper who actually was like had performed on stage and had won this E40 contest for a music video that he made. And it got featured and it got a lot of fucking views. And it was just being a Portland hip hop person. It was really cool. I was around his little scene and I loved it. I loved helping him out a little bit and supporting his stuff and we were hanging out one time and honestly deep down i wanted to do it too um but i never like said that to him i like i never said i wanted to like contribute really i would just like throw out ideas like man like you ever listen to this and like we would just bullshit about hip-hop and about his shit and just listen to what like his process and what the fuck he was doing when he was making stuff, it was just very interesting. But I would throw out ideas, and I had this idea, like, dude, you ever sampled Pink Floyd? And he's like, fuck no, man, really? You think you could do that? And I was like, oh, yeah, I've never heard anybody sample Pink Floyd that I know of. And he just thought that was crazy as fuck. And I was like, man, if you do it, I want to be on that thing. And that's eventually I just was like, kind of i heard that song one day and then i had been doing the four bar fridays uh that damien lillard does the challenges on instagram and i was just inspired i just got in the moment i that came up with that so fast and was thinking of my friend it was just like i think i shouted him out too i'm like do look like did that thing i don't i don't think i said that but i just tagged him and hoped that he would think of that <clears throat> maybe remember wild stuff all right but anyway enough rambling enough context let's get to the the meat of this thing cubism 
I'm going hard in the paint like I'm Picasso lit on four or five drinks. About to be a dad, focus on being a, a good man without a clear-cut plan. Gonna show you my hand. Call it a full house. Danny Tanner, without as many manners and just as much slander. Get a gander at this. My daughter will not be manhandled, but I will teach her to handle a man, have her doing arm bars like Rhonda. Then I'm going to start saving up for the Honda. There's a lot going on in here. So I had seen this Picasso um, show, uh, the one with uh, Antonio Banderas. It was just fucking out there. And I was like, man, Pablo Picasso is a wild dude. And it, yeah, that's saying the least I could say. Um, but I just always, that's like one artist I was always interested in. And when I had art history and like a different art classes in high school, learning about him and just other random things of learning about him. And I read, a, he was a friend with Gertrude, uh, Gertrude Stein, excuse me for fumbling that. Um, and she was he was in mentioned in her book um the autobiography of ann toklas uh that she had written and i just thought man what a time to be a like alive back in like the early 20th century freaking artists and painters and writers and whatever just doing it doing their thing changing the world like just setting the tone uh, so i was thinking about that but also speaking of the fact of, like who picasso was <laughs> just a wild dude um the energy is yeah about to be a dad uh, which is like scary as fuck and like i was just like facing it in that moment it, that's what i was trying to do and no plan like i wouldn't like yeah i had a plan like i have back like whatever skills and experience and stuff but like i wasn't that planned out and this time wasn't that planned out either i really tried not to think too hard and that's okay and i'm just saying like yeah like i got this call it a full house so like i grew up my sister and i were uh rent going to the video store watching sit 90 sitcoms getting those vhs tapes um, but really, the cable TV and watching like Full House was one of our things for a while. I remember watching a lot of that. I probably watched at least three quarters, 80% of all the episodes, and then some of them multiple times. I was just, I don't know, those like 90s sitcoms are like, kind of woven into my fabric. It's weird. And I was thinking about being a dad and thinking about Danny Tanner. Like, I know it's a character, but, like, you think about who that kid, Bob Saget was really. When I was older, I figured out that he was, like, a dirty-ass comic <laughs> saying gnarly stuff. And then I think about how I much I, like, kind of looked up to him as, like, a dad <laughs> in his character. And it just cracks me up to think of that. But... I don't know. I just, it came to me and I, I don't know. I thought it sounded good. It made me happy. 
speaking to that dual personality. And yeah, I just like having a daughter like early on before I even had one, I was just scared shitless about like the future. Like I was thinking way too far ahead. I was thinking about being a teenager and being on her own at, like in college and dealing with just fucks and bad people and just worrying about stuff that's not even true, creating storylines in my head um, about just the realities of the world that we live in and what got like the violence against women and stuff. And it just scares the fuck out of me. And um, that's me speaking to that. And, but also like trying to be strong in that sense. Cause I know there's really strong women out there uh, that wouldn't, that would stand up for against that shit and have, and a lot of good people, men and women, all people, um that stand up against that shit but i just like look up to people like ronda rousey that you know like somebody tried to do anything and just get freaking destroyed and it's hard not to smile at that a tough lady just like standing up for herself gotta be proud um, and the reality is, yeah, I'll probably have to save up for the Honda. Um, and they're expensive now, but thinking about when I was a kid, we're getting where it's like early two thousands when I'm starting to drive and all my friends and different age group is starting to drive and Honda, like nineties Hondas, like mid nineties Hondas. These cars are like 10 years old, 11 years old at the time that still run great. They're like 120, hundred thousand miles. That's the kind of stuff that. I could afford and people I knew could afford and we rocked that shit. It was fun. We had a 91 a Honda Accord. It was a six speed and my dad let me drive that. I just thought that was the most G shit ever. <laughs> it wasn't even a low rider or anything on purpose. It was just like stock, but it had a sunroof and a pretty good sound system. I, I think it was just tapes, but we had tapes. But the radio was just fine, like 92.3. But eventually the iPod, I got the aux cord, I think, or some, no, the tape. You put the tape in with the aux cord. Mm, I can't even remember what the real name of that is, but takes me back, takes me back. But I was speaking to that. It's like I save up for some car, but reality is I bet my daughter or my son will drive our Ford Focus, this 2018 Ford Focus. They'll be able to drive it before gas cars are banned. <laughs> Hopefully, I don't know. I'll start saving up for the EV. Should change the the poem a little bit, but I'm not gonna do that. Just being silly. Anyway, uh, one last little story. So, going hard in the paint. That's one of my all-time favorite like sayings. Um, and like the meaning of that is like, it's referring to basketball, like a big guy or like a center or forward, um, rebounding or just like having his way offensively in the paint or like down low, like getting layups, dunking on people, getting put back dunks, blocking people, getting monster rebounds and like, this rapper made it really famous. I feel like in 2007, Waka Flocka Flame. And uh, I think it was just called Hard in the Paint. And 
it was just like insane sounding sonically but also just like that repeated chorus and it was like texas rap and like dirty south kind of stuff and it just was like mind-blowing and I was in college, College of the Siskiyous, and a lot of my teammates, there's a lot of my teammates, but then there was basketball players that were living in the dorms with us that I made friends with. I let them borrow my car a couple times, and we became friends, just, you know, being kind, but un- very unlikely friends if you saw us. <laughs> and I remember going for a ride one day, or one night, to, to the store or something, and they're like, hey, Casey, can we play this? And they're playing it, and they're just going insane. They're so lit and jacked off of that song, and it just always stuck in my brain. Like, I actually saw people going hard in the paint. Um, but anyway, I die. I'm falling off the wagon on this, but... That's where the things come from. Like poetry is so weird. I I feel like it's, I have all these things I've gathered, all this knowledge, all these snapshots of information and pictures of things and stories and feelings and emotions and colors and sensory things, music, pain, trauma. And it, it's just all like a big, box of shit and i can just i have to put it somewhere i'm like reorganizing like reprogramming and putting it into words because i don't have any more room in my head i have to get it all out so that being said don't hold those things in write them down poetry's in all of us it's just a matter of figuring out how to get it out love it sarah k said that in a TED talk, showed it to my students. Amazing stuff, but happy hunting until next time. Peace.